well enough of age, but I'm not sure how old Associate Professor Mehdi Sayed Mamoudian happens to be, but as we're thinking about energy in the future, it's interesting that this Associate Professor from Swinburne University in Melbourne says his scheme for smart houses sharing electricity supplies is key to our reaching our goal of zero emissions. So it makes sense that if your house has a surplus, you can lob it across to me and I can return the favour if I'm flush. Mehdi. Within the community microgrids or community energy systems, we are integrating Internet of Things. So every device, every house, every residential building, they are considered as an agent. So they are smart. So they can exchange the information and they can exchange the energy. If I want to put it in a very general form, within the community microgrids, we are turning energy into a currency or cryptocurrency. So you can exchange energy from one house to another and you can actually get the money for that. And in fact, your on-site energy generation would be another avenue for your household revenue. So this is a concept that we have worked on. We have implemented the proof of concept and we are working to upscale that and bring it to the community level and the larger network scale. In fact, some of this has been done in Western Australia by Dr Green at Curtin University, but they're relying very much on blockchain. You talk about the sharing of the cost, working out if you imagine there's a huge dinner and there are all sorts of people involved, but they're all having different things. And how do you work out how to pay the bill? Blockchain can do that for you by sorting out Who's got the bigger house? Who's got the bigger solar? Who hasn't got any solar? And whose electric car can help? All of those things can then be sorted out. Is this the way your scheme works? Absolutely. The blockchain is a different perspective of looking at the energy systems. What we are looking at is the electrical operation of that. The blockchain is a concept of the trading exchange. However, the operational details of that is something that we are focusing on. I'll give you an example. If you have a household with the on-site energy generations and you have an HVAC system, first of all, you want to make sure that your HVAC system is consuming at the minimum level. So you don't need to use a lot of energy from the grid. You just use what you need. Absolutely. So then you have excessive energy. That excessive energy in the current scenario, it's most of the time is wasted. But what we are proposing, that's another avenue for additional revenue for your house. And you don't need to sell it to the grid with the minimal price. At the moment, I think they are paying six cents per kilowatt hours or something. But if you can actually exchange this energy to your neighboring house, you might get 15 cents per kilowatt hours. In fact, you have a very substantial potential revenue in your house or in your community if you are implementing this system. And you're doing it not to be extracting from your neighbours, but to share the cost and share the load as well. Absolutely. And one thing to remember is that at the end of the day, we want to actually reach to the net zero target within the house, within the community and within the network and national and international level. So if we are going to achieve that, we need to 
implement such systems so we can maximize the extraction and use of renewable energy that we are generating. At the moment, we have a lot of renewable. I know that we have to increase more integration of renewable energy into the system, but currently, even those who are integrated to the systems, sometimes they are limited. So they can generate more, they can send the energy to the grid more. However, because of the complexity into the grid and it's one directional, at the moment you are only sending the energy to the grid. You are not exchanging between your neighboring loads. So using that community energy systems where you have loads, you have houses which are smart, so you can actually exchange the energy, then you will be able to maximize the use of renewable energy that you have within your community. What about the situation where if I don't have a house, but uh, I'm a young person and a young couple or family or whatever, but there's a garden over there, or it's called a garden, where you can have all sorts of solar stuff which is shared, and I invest in that because I don't have a a house where I can put a roof on (laughs) because I'm renting or something. Have you worked that out as well? So when we bring this concept then the investment and the capitalizing it would be possible to do that. So you might have a community microgrid, community energy storage system. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a house, you have excessive energy within your house, and in your neighbor or let's say your brother who is living across the road requires energy at that specific time. So you have excessive energy, but they don't have enough energy. Maybe they don't even have renewable energy on the rooftops. As you mentioned, they might be renting. So the first house, which is your house, they have first option. At the moment, they are only going to send the energy to the grid and get the very minimal price for that, six cents per kilowatt, as I mentioned. And your brother who is renting, it doesn't have renewable energy system, needs to get the energy from the grid and pay 22, 23 cents per kilowatt hours for that specific time. So, in fact, you and your brother is losing a lot of money. But if we can bring this concept, you might be able to send your energy to your brother for 15 cents per kilowatt hours or to your neighbor or whoever in the community who needs that based on the bidding system and energy market that we developed. And in that case, you are getting extra bucks for your energy and the neighbors that you have is getting actually less cost for the energy. And that's happening automatically by the algorithm? Automatically. automatically. So you're not bidding with your neighbor all the time. Your machine does it for you. Absolutely. So there is an energy market. Within that energy market, as I mentioned, all of the houses are smart based on the prediction of weather, prediction of loads. So they know that on this time, specifically how much energy you are going to use, Then they say, okay, I need energy at this specific time. Then they provide bidding and then they provide, it's going to be automatic energy market within the community and they exchange the energy based on the best case scenario. And you're doing that now with an experiment that's working and you measured it and you've written it up? Yes, so we have firstly experimented it within the computational simulation first couple of years ago and then... We, we actually implemented in two buildings at Swinburne University of Technology so we can actually exchange the energy between the buildings. We also implemented the smart sensing stations within the buildings so they get the sensing the temperature 
and then based on the sensing temperature, they adjust the HVAC system in order to make sure the HVAC system is set based on your thermal comfort, but also you are saving energy because if no one is in the building, the HVAC system will be turned off. But most of the time, the HVAC system is running even if you don't have anyone in the building. So this kind of demand response or consumption management system as well as exchanging the energy is something that we can help the communities. And this is definitely is the, way, the only way that we can go towards net zero as a national target is to make our communities net zero. Final question. What if someone like Putin comes along and all the costs and all the balances and all the banking arrangements change drastically so that community enterprises, some of them fail? But look, if something like this happened, the first thing is that we have to think about our energy security. So how we are going to think about energy security before even thinking about our banking system. So if we don't have a robust and resilient community, I always use the energy resilient community. We need to have it. We actually experienced somehow within, during the COVID when we didn't have enough workforce to go to the transmission lines or power plants to fix the problems. So we realized that our communities has to be energy resilient. So the communities have to be able to be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient is the way. Yes, yes, self-sufficient is a. So if someone like Putin, as you mentioned, comes, we should be able to provide our minimum required energy for our household because energy is not just providing the energy for cooking or washing machine and so on. It's a security. It impacts the first. Energy needs to be Putin-free in general. That was Associate Professor Mehdi Sayed Mahmoudian at Swinburne University in Melbourne with a scheme that can be the basis of regional networks, shared ones, many of which got clobbered as the war began and financial systems were shaken up. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.